Do 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 do. Switch Mania Playcast. Welcome to episode 72 of the Switch Mania Playcast. The old school episode. Where all good things come to those who wait. <laughs> well, who, who waited for what? <laughs> well, I mean, people who have been listening have been waiting for us to talk about old school musical now for a couple weeks or so. So, yeah. So, all good things come to those who wait. Ah, it's been it's been a while and it's been fun. <laughs> I, yeah, I was actually, um, as everybody knows, the listeners know from '71, I was actually on vacation. Um, went to Disney World with my family. Yes. Yeah, we was missed it. Um, it was interesting because it was COVID Disney, so like you had to wear masks everywhere, and the lines were like miles long because you had to have six feet in between every single group of people. So, um, but the lines constantly moved, and it was there's no fast passes or anything, so you had to wait in lines. Um, but it was fun. It was really cool. Um, enjoyed myself. It was good to actually take a break because I hadn't been on vacation since I moved to Georgia at the end of December last year. Wow. So, yeah. So it was would nice. you? Would you recommend people who maybe are nervous of going on vacation to go there still? Like, you felt safe and still fun? So Disney was 100% safe and fun, and they were, like, wiping down all the rides in between riders and everything. So that place was completely fine. Um, I'm not sure about everywhere else for vacations, but, like, yeah. Disney was, was legit. How, how about staying in a hotel? I know a lot of people are, you know, nervous about staying in a hotel during this time. Yeah, I mean... It all really depends on the hotel. Like, they don't do turnover service or anything at Disney right now. So when you go mm-hmm. there, like, they don't come in because they want to keep their employees safe as well. Um, right. And then everything is, like, all the food is individually packaged. Like, they they went above and beyond because they're a multi-billion dollar corporation. Um, they went above and beyond with all the safety precautions. So I can't say that every hotel, but, like, we stayed at one of the Disney resort hotels and all that my wife nice. is a huge Disney fanatic, so. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good time. Absolutely. Yeah, you deserve the vacation, too. It was nice. It was nice. Um, yeah. Welcome good back. Stuff. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, and then, of course, coming back, um, my main job requires me to work from home when I come back for at least a week, so I've, I've actually been getting a lot of premium edition stuff done. <laughs> I guess we'll have to talk about some of those things today. So I think yeah. we should do a, a premium update. Yes, please. Awesome. You know, so it's like one of my favorite parts. It's like I love <laughs> being able to. You know why? Because we don't do you know the the weekly newsletters and the podcast. I think is just a great place because we literally can just bring up everything. And if we forget one thing, somebody else remembers it, and it's yeah. more free flowing. And and there's I I feel there's a lot of really good updates to go J- over today. JP, don't lie. It's your favorite part because it's the part you can actually contribute to. <laughs> Talk about the game you just haven't played. Hey, I played both of these games. As you will see, I won't yeah. tell you how long I played them. <laughs> I popped in and loaded it up. And, and to be fair, um, we'll get into why I played one for maybe not as long as I wanted to. But either way, premium yeah. edition. So um, what we used to say at the beginning of every episode, as always, Switch Collector Volume 1, it is really not available anymore. There's a couple copies left at HagensAlley.com. Um, premium edition sold out. Um, so there's only like less than 10 copies left of Switch wow. Collector. So, and that's, you know, a thousand print run, which is insane. Um, so there's not that many, but Volume 2 is available for pre-order on the website right now. 
mm-hmm. um, at HagensAlley.com. Uh, the Kickstarter campaign was awesome and a huge success. Um, we were well, $80 short of the $20,000 stretch goal, but yeah. we sold more than $80 afterward after campaign, so we hit that stretch goal. Um, we had multiple Woo. people ask us about um, that mystery stretch goal, and I said, stay tuned. Yeah. Um, hey, we're gonna we we're gonna offer it. it up on the website um, in the future because it is a physical item, and so what we'll do is we, it won't be going free to all backers because we didn't hit the stretch goal. We didn't right. come near it, but um, we will create and offer said physical item as well as said previous physical item. There's your hint, um, awesome. and we'll offer those up on the on the website because this is something that people have asked for, and it's a really cool idea. And mm-hmm. So yeah, so Switch Collector is available. Um, on PremiumEditionGames.com, we have Super Blood Hockey available for pre-order for the Premium Edition, because mm-hmm. it is only a Premium Edition. And then Pigeon Dev Games Collection has the Premium Edition, the Retro Edition, and the Deluxe Edition available for pre-order. Um, I would say the biggest awesome update we can give is that all production has been ordered. So, so like, we're almost to the point where uh, JP can show some cartridges and stuff. Like, it's some insanity. And he's probably going to do some major crazy overhaul reveal on video because he's JP. Nah, um. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, I heard if he gets enough likes, he'll dress up as awesome P as he does it. You know, I was going to say, if I get enough likes, I would lick the cartridge because I never have. But I guess maybe that's not, like, a fun big thing anymore. <laughs> But I've never done it, and I would. I'll lick our cartridge. I'll but I would say your best way to keep um, up to date is to join our Discord for Premium Edition. If you yes. join our Discord, like we post stuff in there, like little secrets. I mean, for example, this morning I got in samples for the instruction booklets, and so we're, I'm going to post pictures in the Discord of those awesome. um, just to show off to everyone. And so, like, the Discord is the easiest way to see stuff, and it's before, because once we go to social media, it's more like a JP official sharing, and it's all, right. you know, it's he rolls out stuff as he can, whereas we just throw stuff up in Discord for fun and yep. have, have a fun with it and all that. So, but that being said, though, um, you know, we had, uh, we talked with our packaging facility yesterday, because we are now, games are created by Nintendo, so, like, like, <laughs> since the last time we recorded the games are in the states um yeah. super blood hockey we were waiting forever on but it's being produced there's your next update yeah. yep produced um i don't even think the rest of the team members outside of um outside of barry <laughs> <Nope>. know that <laughs> they're all gonna be like what the hell guys you're gonna be like i've been seeing people posting that uh that super blood hockey's in production and nobody told us about like, oh yeah surprise yeah, well, the thing is, is that, you know, there's a complication at the end of every year where, you know, the holidays happen. Well, that actually works in our advantage because we're going to be getting everything, all the items produced. So that means that both games should be available right around the same time after the holidays. Like, that's yeah. pretty for, for cool. For the premium. Mm-hmm. Yes, for the premium. Um, potentially the retro edition. We're, we're waiting on uh, a meeting with... A steel book, so that way we can make sure that that thing is ridiculous because JP wants to win the damn award. So I, I, I do. I like to win stuff. I get very competitive, and once you once Erica had designed the, yeah. oh. the the style of the steel book, I'm like, yeah, we can't just have 
the cool thing just be that it's a TV. Like now it needs to feel cool. It needs to feel <laughs> like, like, you know, something different that you don't normally see with Steelbooks. So yeah, we're going to do whatever we can to make that thing pop even more than she's already putting that together. I'm, I'm just going to let the secret happen because JP wants to be so so competitive. He's found a landfill full of the old Game Gear TV antennas. And we're going to attach those to the the actual Steelbook so they could be working televisions if only TV was still broadcast in analog. And if anybody wants those, they have to contact Barry. Um, he will provide those to you. Barry can be found on our Discord that you just need to join really quick for free. <laughs> and and all th- all messages will be forwarded directly to JP. I'll I'll do it for you. <laughs> so um the other piece is, is that the retro box was just part of the retro edition. The retro box is done. I finished it up this morning actually before we recorded. Um but it is a Nintendo black box style, but mm-hmm. the sizing we were, we had collectors in mind and the sizing is the same size as a Super Nintendo box. So that way if you go to like retro protection or video game box protectors, you can get a Super Nintendo box box and you already have a protector that you can get if, if you so choose to use protectors i personally like protectors um not everybody does uh but they will be you know they'll be sealed up they'll have the um the heat heat sink on them and everything so they'll be they'll be heated and synced and sealed uh so the box will be sealed but if you want to have a box protector for your boxes like it will be a super nintendo box like one-to-one dimensions so that way you don't have to like get a custom one made or anything for our stuff Right. Um, it looks awesome, and on every single spine, I wanted to create a different way to display. So, like, if you if you look at the game from the front, if you turn it to the left, it's a traditional NES-style display, where it has it just like a spine, just like a Switch game. If you turn it to the right, you can literally put it on its side, and it, it displays like a Nintendo 64 game. Mm-hmm. So then it's like upwards. So you can like literally like stack them if you wanted to. And then if, and then on the tops, there's a red switch style top, and then there's a black NES black box style top. So there's like four different ways you can display it from the side as well. I just wanted to create like multiple cool ways for the retro box just to make it like a a unique thing for us. I'm mm-hmm. gonna call and I'm gonna be like, hello, I, this isn't uniform. Uh, <laughs> I, I I demand my money back. That's true. Um, and the, the thing is, though, is that us doing the Super Nintendo box, too, is, you know, of course, a robot named Fight taking inspiration from Super Metroid. We're going to have some aesthetics with that. Yep. And so, like, it'll lead us to doing landscape as well as, um, you know, the vertical displays. So we right. can just change the orientation without changing the box size. And then all our boxes are uniform, so that way all the spines will be exactly the same for the retro boxes if you want to display them certain ways. And then if you want to display them forward, they all have the different aesthetics that the developer wanted. Because the developer mm-hmm. wants to have a Super Metroid-style Super Nintendo box for a robot named Fight. So we're going to oblige and make it as cool as hell. I, w- I will say I was the first person when Jeff showed the picture, I go, uh, that spine looks upside down from the other one. And the more you think about it, because we're not doing, um, or because we're going to have the different styles, I like it as a collector because, you know, so many times we get from the same company different sizes and stuff. So you have to place them in different locations in your collection because maybe you have like the smaller boxes here, you have the bigger boxes there and whatnot. And here it- it's smart because it really does allow you to keep everything together and, depending on which way you want to 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 lay it or display it it's going to look nice regardless um so i i'm a big fan of that like you sold me on that i definitely i i'm 
remember going right to you immediately going like, I think you flipped that by accident and it 100% makes sense now. And I think it's going to look really nice when you start stacking them up mm-hmm. or stacking them to the side. I mean, and it really is like, as um, we know from Barry, that everybody has different space requirements. So however you display your collection is how you display your collection. So it'll give you options. Even Um, though I keep all my things alphabetically, that changing box thing did annoy me with uh, Signature Edition. That's why I stopped buying them. Because Mm -hmm. these beautiful small boxes to these ridiculously huge boxes. I'm like, I don't have room for this. What the heck? The other ones fit on my shelves. So uh, speaking of ridiculously huge, JP, um, deluxe editions. (laughs) Yes. Um, So uh, the one piece that's going to hold up the deluxe editions is our our guides because they take a while. Um, Mm -hmm. This week I actually got a lot of it done. Like the entire thing is almost done. It's close to 200 pages. And Mm -hmm. um, what we're doing though, which people don't know is this is going to be a good exclusive for the playcast is we're not doing what the demo picture showed. The demo picture kind of looks like all the different box arts and everything. Oh, no, no, no. We're going old school book style. It's going to be a soft touch, like leather feel with gold, uh, gold engraved, like text, gold or silver, where it's going to be foil. And it's going to be an old school book. So like, it's going to have that art, but it's going to be like almost like lined out and pops mm-hmm. and it's going to be embossed and debossed where it's going to have like a texture to it. And like, we're going crazy with the premium guides. Um, and the whole interior is cool. There's going to be a whole history of like, so, cause it's pigeon dev games collection. There's gonna be a history of pigeon dev as well as there's an interview with her, um, which is interesting cause she doesn't read or speak English. Um, <laughs> and then at the end we're doing the, um, the legacy, which is literally like, the creation of the physical and yeah. all the craziness that we went through with it and the history of it and all the different pieces and it'll be really fun um but it's almost done so once we order that like it's it's still gonna be you know a month or so after we order it and get it completely done but mm-hmm. it's ahead of schedule which is great because my my goal is to get it done by the holidays and yep. it's it's coming along. It's a full strategy guide, though. It's not an art book, people. Like it's a strategy guide. Um, and so I went through and like Apeit Steve worked on all the strategy pieces. And mm-hmm. like Explosive Jake's crazy because he had to do like hundreds of little images to outline all the different <laughs> pieces. Like it's crazy. But I went through and like I'm doing like the the beautification, making it look pretty. So yeah. Um, I think it's going to be really awesome. It's going to be the same size as a Neo Geo AES box, which our deluxe case is a one-for-one one match. Um, and then we're we're going to have a we're going to be toying with a um, hard cardstock slip slip box that goes over all of it, like slip case, but it's more like a box that goes over. Yep, it. It looks like Konami. So, um, but that guide is going to change the aesthetics because I, f- I felt after I looked at the aesthetics on the demo that it looked way too similar to all our other art for PlayStation mm-hmm. Dev. So I figured it'll allow us to, to create a cool little thing. Um, and we'll, we'll see exactly what we do from there. I have to say, like, for me, I, I always love the history piece. I love seeing behind the scenes because you don't always get to. And, you know, what, whatever that is. I mean, think about why people go on, on tours at, at, at facilities and and things like that because you always want to kind of see what's happening behind the scenes and i really like that when we're doing a deluxe 
that's exactly what we get to show. And you know, I, one thing I told Jeff, I said, well, what about like you know, for us with the physical, the unused art, the promotional items, things like that. You know, I'm I'm a marketer, so I love seeing that stuff, like how it started to where it went. And I love that we actually can do that because people, I don't think people even know that, you know, when we were just talking about Pigeon Dev, you had a, like mock-up cases that we've never even shown what the design could have been. Um, yes, JP, I'm going to show my crappy looking case that I could. <laughs> yes, I, I made sure of that. But I think, I think that's awesome because it's, 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 you know, it, it's another way to be like, wow, this, this is everything that went into it. This is how things transpired. And, you know, the interviews I love because... I mean, anytime I read an interview, especially when it's video game related, it makes me feel that much more connected to the game, to the people behind, you know, working on the game, because you get to to see their passion. That's why I love when, you know, Barry, you've done the interviews for us, when we've had interviews, when I've done interviews, you know, on, on my channels and stuff, because you get to learn things that you don't necessarily get just by buying a game and playing it. And especially if you're not someone that is actively following a developer or a publisher and reading everything that they they put out or you know following their whole history like the book is such a, a great place to put everything in one nice collection and you know whether you're going to keep it in the in the nice slip cover that we're putting together or you're literally going to be having it out as you're playing or just putting it on your coffee table like it's still going to be a great uh book piece to own uh that doesn't necessarily need to just sit on your shelf with the game you can literally have it out and Anybody who opens it up is going to get something out of it, whether it's the guide, the artwork, the interviews, the behind the scenes. And I love that. That's literally the standard for our deluxes. Like that's that's what you're going to get to expect. And like, and you know, with, ironically, with, we're we're going to see it from uh, from fans and customers. But um, I really wish we could do it for every release. We just don't have the time. But like, I wish we yeah. could. Like for real. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, every game has a story no game is just you know yeah. a person going like i just made the game and put it out it's like it's never that simple there's always there's always something behind it, how they got started the challenges they faced things maybe they wish they would have done i mean it's 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 their chance to literally tell the complete story um and i'm i'm excited for that i really am i think it's going to be awesome i can't wait you know when we're all holding it in our hands and it's like wow this is our our first deluxe book and now people can really know what they're going to expect with the future future releases so i'm i'm looking forward to that along with every you know other physical piece that we're doing i think it's just going to be amazing because you know when a company starts out any company you don't know how their material is going to be you don't know what to expect and i feel after pigeon dev and super blood hockey are shipping people are really going to get to know the standard for premium edition um and i i think that's going to be great because you because now you get to really be excited when we announce new games you already know what you're going to expect with the quality, with the goodies, things like that. And I, to me, I, I feel like you know our job is to enhance the game. I mean, the game mm -hmm. is great. That's why that's why we signed it. That's why we want it to have a physical. But you know, our role besides just putting it on the cartridge is to enhance the experience. And that's where the cool physical items come in and and things like that. And I mean, you know, it's it's interesting with other companies you know like physicality recently just had to close its doors which is you know sad for the community in general um mm -hmm. but like literally we have to have a proof of concept at that point because then yep. the community is like well what if premiums next and we're like no no we're not <laughs> and like we're like right. i tried to tell them like we're in production guys i don't yeah. know like why physicality wasn't they had some stuff going on don't know but like we're our games are already in production with nintendo it's a 
different beast. Like we're we're making that we said we're making these first two games happen no matter what. And there's a reason yep. like we have other games that we can announce and and launch like in round two, but we purposely haven't yet because we want to get these games out there for everybody to see before we start right. adding more to the adding more and more and more games. Like we're not just going to keep on announcing and announcing games when we haven't shown the community and everybody that hey, here's what we have. Right. And Barry knows how much I want to announce games. <laughs> oh yes. And <laughs> it's a, it's, you know, it's a patience thing. And, and that's why, you know, Barry and I, we talked about this last week and I know we've all talked about this since we've launched, but um, you know, right now is the whole, like you said, proof of concept. It's showing people outside of our community that know us because those people know we're going to deliver. They've seen mm -hmm. Jeff's work in the past. They've seen my involvement with the switch collector. They know my channel, Barry, they know you. So those people, you know, they know that we're going to deliver, but it's also, you know, the other gamers that are just learning about premium edition or just getting into physical games or are finding out, you know, about our titles on the ads and they just see a new company. So to me, like, this first, not even first year, but these first couple months is really about showing them how we act in the community, you know, that we're responsive, we're active, we're engaging. We are showing them through the images um, that, you know, we have really cool items coming. But once the game starts shipping, that's where, to me, everything shifts because it doesn't go now from are they going to deliver? It's going to be like, oh, great, what are they going to announce next? Because I'm looking forward to it. And mm -hmm. the hopefully the the hesitation you know, dissipates because at that point we've proven like we ship out the games that we say we're going to and we don't become a, a concept company anymore. We we become just a Nintendo Switch physical publisher that's putting out awesome stuff and you know that when you're going to pre-order on our website or through our partner um, in Canada, you're going to get the game. And I think it makes, it's going to make it much more fun for all of us, I know, because the conversations, you know, shift in the tone and the topics and also, we get to announce things. Like, I'm really looking forward to, after shipping out these games, we get to do another Direct. Like, that's what we said in the beginning, is we wanted to reveal our games when we can in awesome Directs. Show the trailers, show the goodies, have the little teases and reveals. And believe me, like, Jeff can attest that I keep bothering him for it, but I, we all know at the same time we gotta slow roll this, but... I'm really I'm really looking forward to when we do our, our next Direct, because I think it's going to be fun. What was that, Barry? I said JP wants the next direct already. In fact, if it was up to him, we probably would have had four directs by now. <laughs> I mean, it's true. And the thing is, though, is that like our second round of releases, we got some awesome stuff in there. I mean, a robot named Fight is is in that second round, and yep. and that's amazing. You notice how I didn't say Sunshine Anthology because that's later. That's third or fourth round because they're developing the game that was you know with the Kickstarter, right. but. Like our other, you know, our second round though has some amazing stuff in there, and like we're gonna have fun with it. We're, we, some of the stuff we're gonna release is purposely indie. I mean, Pigeon Dev Games Collection, purposely indie. It's awesome, yeah. And we're gonna be going forward with it, and we're gonna have fun with it. Like if it's a ridiculous game, like Super Blood Hockey is the bloodiest Nintendo Switch cover to date. Now yep. we get a top. I, 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 <laughs> I was telling Shanna last night. I was like, yeah, like when you see this cover, I'm like. I don't think there's a bloodier cover. And what's awesome is the composer drew it like the comic book, Sean, who is a comic book artist. He drew that. Mm -hmm. And, and when you, I mean, you can go on our website and you could see it, but it's not going to have that same impact to your holding and go, damn, that's a bloody Nintendo switch cover that got approved. And mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. 
because that's what I want with our releases. Like for us, it's like I would love to be the first to do things because that's just fun because we're pushing the envelope. We're we're trying to see what what can we do. I mean, literally, like. Well, that's and I one hundred percent will submit it and make Nintendo tell us now. I mean, yeah. as you as everybody knows, we had a different uh, logo for Premium Edition with the um, Erica created Switch Collector logo on the front, yep. and Nintendo was like, "Uh, that's too close to our logo." We're like, "Okay," and we removed it. Yeah. But like the bloody thing, I put that there too. Approved. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Well, I mean, even with the with Pigeon Dev with the multi car, you know, I, I keep. Every time we talk about it, I always go to my shelves and I go, is there another game that has four individual games in the U.S.? And I go, no. I'm like, I've seen two. I think I've even seen three. I have not seen four. And I'm like, okay. Like, I think we're the first one to have four individual games on one cartridge with an ESRB rating. And I'm like, that's awesome. And that's all because we said, can we do this? I mean, and we and we tried. And it's like, <laughs> yep, we can. And I think it opens the doors because, you know, we always talk about the value that we provide to people and having multiple games that's value right there those are options because even though you know we're saying pigeon dev is our second physical release if you think about it with that and super blood hockey that's five digital only games that we've now preserved Mm -hmm. in only two collections like and and in reality we probably should have called it awesome p Yes. Uh, one and two, the Pigeon Dev Games collection, because Awesome P is already gotten physical releases, so it had a better right. name recognition uh, for it. And that would have been just for reviewers and stuff, but from a right. preservation standpoint, I like highlighting the developer. That's just me. Me too. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that's that, awesome. And I think a lot of people, when they find out, like, oh, wait, this has Awesome P one and two. Oh, and you're also getting two extra yep. games. Like, that's so much more value than, than Red Art or PlayAsia did. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly, and, and that was us literally just because we. I think we started with looking at the awesome P one and two, and then we saw the other, you know, the games from the developer that they had on the shop too. And it literally was just a question that we asked. We said, "Oh, could we bundle these four games?" They're like, "Yeah, no issue. Why not?" And that's literally how it happened. It was just us asking because you know, as collectors ourselves, I, I like choices. I like having as much as I can, and. It was literally just a question that led to us being able to already form our first collection. This will likely be the only way to get physical copies of Bucket Knight and Explosive Jake. Yeah. Yeah. Period. And and I mean, this collection, you know, these four don't even exist on the eShop. You still have to buy all those games individually. Mm -hmm. So having a collection of all four together, that's exclusive to our release. And I mean, I I don't know about you, but that's just cool. Like, it makes me step back and go like, wow, like, it's because of... You know, right now it's because of our company that we get to put these four games together, and now we get to bring them to the Switch. That, that I don't know. That's it's like humbling. Like you know, I get a loss for words because I, I just keep thinking about our games, and I'm just like, this is crazy. Like I, I went from collecting games and talking about games to publishing games, and now we get to pick the games that we really love, and hopefully they're available, and the developer or the publishers are interested. But we get a chance to save them and and do something different with them at the same time. So my one challenge to all the listeners and all the community is please, please, please share with all your friends. Um, The one thing we've learned is that, you know, the community has been amazing, but our reach is not 
near where it needs to be. Um, so if everybody shares it, though, it will help us tremendously. I mean, Absolutely. like everybody, I mean, we're going to start talking about it like everywhere. It's like, just please share, spread the word um, that we're out there and we're making stuff. I think JP's 100% right that once we get the games out there, people will realize that we're no longer concept. Um, and we're, I mean, I had literally a physical manual sitting here that are the proofs and they look amazing. I mean, we've already shared the patches, uh, yep. the challenge patches. Um, if you want to be a greedy P, you got to earn it. Um, you can't <laughs> buy them, people. <laughs> um, I mean, I've had the slip cases yeah. and the and all that stuff, as well as the card. Um, I have the Super Blood Hockey card. I have the Pigeon Dev card that should be getting mailed to me. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's literally like we're just, at this point, the cartridges should be in soon, and all those pieces just come together and go out yeah. to people. And I, and I will say that Jeff is not even letting us, I mean, I'm a, I'm a co-founder and you know, we have other team members. He's not even letting us just have the patches. He's making no. us all in them. So you could better believe that every single team member is going to be posting their proof so we can get our patches. And <laughs> I'm I, Jeff, Jeff holds the power. He holds the power patch. I have the I have the patches sitting sitting at my house right now, all of them, and I have to be the one to manually mail them out. So you got to earn them. I'm not and mailing think, it out unless you earn it. And I think what's fun is that this is going to be one of the few times where we will have our old logo on a physical item with our releases. Because mm-hmm. after this, after these initial ones, oh, you know, the logo- no, it's just Super Blood Hockey, just Super Blood Hockey. I ordered the patches before Nintendo made us change the the logo, and those are, you know, they're. Uh, a bonus item so we can put whatever we want on them but yeah that's the only time our our original logos on something is the super blood hockey deathbringers wow. patch um yeah. pigeon dev has our new our new logo on it okay the card too though mm-hmm. nice well the, so the, car, the card on super blood hockey was the first demo that i had a long time ago like we have the original like it's all the approved ones by nintendo are the, with their new logo wow so only only the patch will be the really the one time yep that's see that's even cooler because I, I think that's awesome you know when we show the pictures and you know i'm surprised no one's commented on the two different logos but to me <laughs> i'm just like that's that's actually kind of cool because you're not gonna get that again and i don't know to me that's just like a, a fun little historical piece for us you know in the long run it's like wow look at look at how it started and this one item was the lone survivor with that logo well, and like after our first year or so, we'll probably update our logo or whatever because I know oh, yeah. Erica's already shared some cool ones. Um, yep. But we're keeping it the same logo for a while. Um, oh, yeah. First few rounds, at least. I call them rounds because, like, when you do creation, it comes in iterations. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that being said, like, we're already submitting round two games for approval and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm... Because, like, once we once we announce, like, we want them to be almost done. Because Barry can attest to in customer service every day. I ordered this game. Is it shipped My yet? Like, so many times. It's a pre-order Barry, game. Do you, ever, do, you, do you ever think like me and go, like, I know we sent out an update, like, yeah, and I know we posted, but yeah, that, and you know, that's what I do. Like when I'm on Instagram or Facebook and someone asked like, Oh, like they, they, you know, I saw one the other day, they, on the patch, they're like, Oh, the patch looks cool. I just really wish I knew when the game was coming on. And I always tell them like, Oh, I don't know if you saw our update. Here's the link subscribe because it's really important to subscribe because, you know, we try and, and mention it everywhere we can, especially when a question comes up. But I think, you know, besides being part of the Discord where you're getting the live updates and, and live sneak peeks and stuff, you know, social media, we do a very good job of always putting out 
the updates. But the email blast is really one of the best ways because you're never going to miss anything when we do, you know, a newsletter and a big update. And, you know, we did put out the reason for the delay with Super Blood Hockey. Obviously now, you know, on the Playcast is the first where we mentioned the update for Super Blood Hockey now. Mm-hmm. We'll be putting out another big e-blast and maybe some additional little yeah, As soon as the stuff. lot check was approved, we ordered it. So just yeah. saying. <laughs> and I don't think, you know, I also don't think that people realize that, you know, when we announce a game, so like for Pigeon Dev, we announced it in November for pre-order. We've been working on that for months, like on all the things that Jeff says. That's why, you know, the lead time doesn't seem maybe as long as, as with others. But, you know, we're we're not waiting for the pre-orders to start. Like at, when pre-orders go live, we're, we've been in production already. And we're trying to get to that point where the lot check could be approved already. The carts could be in manufacturing, things like that. But like, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anybody on this team more impatient than I am. I mean, I hate <laughs> I waiting. So the fact that, <laughs> what'd you say? I agree with that. You know, yeah. Like, uh, I'll go on the tangent in a second on, on being impatient. But, I mean, we are, we're already working on those next rounds. So when we announce them, like, they're well underway. And I think that's awesome. Um, and that goes to the, the hard working of Jeff and everybody on the team that, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not slow rolling our work behind the scenes. I'll say that much. Mm-mm. There's no time for that. Yeah. But, you know, what? there is another update that we didn't mention. We, we have another... Um, team member that we've added recently for one of our physical items. Uh-oh. What was this? Yeah. Captain Alex. Captain yes. Alex. So as many of you know on social media, Captain Alex, big person in the community and Switch Core, um, does a lot of amazing custom work. And not just with the Switch, but, you know, with, with PlayStation and whatnot. He, he's made custom controllers in the past. He's done a successful Indiegogo campaign. He does just a lot of amazing work and obviously he was a natural choice for us um when we started talking to him and he's going to be designing our pins and i really can't wait to we may even maybe we'll even show off the 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 promo one he sent us jeff in the discord later um it's going to change you know the the final look of the the packaging and stuff but you can get an idea of of what our awesome p pin is going to look like that's going to be exclusive to the deluxe edition and what's really cool is that um they're going to be numbered as well because we're only making a thousand deluxes. There's mm-hmm. going to be a thousand pins, and it will say X out of you know a thousand. So I think that's really cool. Makes it a little more unique. It's the only um, way but... you're going to know what number you have too, because we're not numbering anything else. Exactly. Yeah, the cases don't get numbered, the boxes, nope. but the pins. You know what? Um, Alex had proposed it to us, and I go and we and we went. Yeah, that actually is a pretty cool idea. So I'm really excited. I think we do have to show off the the promo because I I really love how the pin looks. It is uh, a little bit different than our promo image, which makes sense because we did say it was subject to change. I just think it, it got enhanced, like it went to the next level. And if you know Alex's work, I mean, that's high quality there. So I'm well, really it's like happy. A custom backing card for the pin is the is the the piece where Alex took it over the top. So like our pin is similar. It's still the P, the greedy P from part two. Right. But the whole backing of it looks amazing. Yeah. So you'll you will we'll show it off. We we uh, now we've talked about it. Our Discord listeners and uh, followers can definitely check it out. Um, so we'll post that uh, shortly. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited to have Alex as part because you know I, I was telling you guys before we started recording is that I really want to be a community company. Like I want us to be from the community, and we've been doing that. You know the the team members and and the people that we have on our team are all passionate gamers who have who have hobbies that really aligned with what we need in our company um and i think that's awesome that we literally can bring them to start to to make 
official items for Nintendo Switch physical releases. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think that's awesome. It's really cool. Yeah. So, so I, should we get to the next part of the playcast? Sure, let's do it. I think we yeah. should get to what we've been playing, which is actually one of the major games for the episode. Um, yes. The update for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity before we get into anything else we've been playing. Um, sure. So... While I was on vacation, um, the day before I left, Age of Calamity came out, um, officially. And we talked about it, you know, a few episodes back where we talked about playing the demo and everything. Um, but, um, the game came out and the whole time I was on vacation at Disney, every night I was playing Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And Mm -hmm. the game's ridiculous, by the way. Um, so if anybody's ever played Dynasty Warriors, it plays exactly like the Musou games, um, where you essentially play as a lot of different characters, you're super overpowered, and you destroy hordes and hordes of enemies. As you go through, you can upgrade your characters and weapons and stuff, and, you know, with Zelda, they use the whole Breath of the Wild, um, artwork, they use the actual people that were involved with the creation of Breath of the Wild to make sure that everything looks and feels like it's part of that world, and it's a prequel mm-hmm. to the game, which is freaking amazing. Um, they also got Tyrion Lannister to do all the voiceovers, which I thought was... <laughs> like, every time they do the, uh, the story mode, it's Tyrion. He's, like, so dramatic with his talking every time. <laughs> like, enunciates every single thing as he talks. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, I thought it was the same voice as King Rowan. I don't think it is, but... Um... But it's ridiculous. Um, so far, I've, I've been playing a ton. I think I have about 15 or 16 hours in the game. Um, wow. I'm in chapter, I want to say, four or five. Like, the calamity just happened. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's chapter five, Barry. That's five. Yeah, five. I just beat the first one of the Calamity, which means, um, ironically, is I was doing all the side missions as I went until Chapter 4, and I, I started um, started to be too many things that I had to have to unlock everything. Um, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to keep replaying the same missions over and over again. Um, so I went to the Calamity one, and now all of a sudden all of the Guardians are locked, and I can't do the the guardian missions now and i'm like no um i assume they'll be unlocked later but um yeah so far though it's been amazing i love it with the switch in mind that i can play it in short bursts and that's Mm -hmm. the way for me to play these type of games because they're so um insane there's so much to do in them but it's really great for pick up and play where it's like, all right, I just ate dinner before we're about to go do something as a family. Let me jump into Hyrule Warriors real quick and play a mission or two. Or just got done at Disney right before I go to bed, let me play. And then I sit there and play it and don't go to sleep because <laughs> it is addicting. Um, <clears throat> the story mode, though, is great. Um it is pretty linear when it comes to the story mode and things. Like, there's no real exploration or anything like that. There's stuff to find, though, on the levels. Like, they have the little Koroks hidden and stuff. So there are things to find. Um, but in reality, like, it's a Dynasty Warriors game through and through when it comes to all the play mechanics and, and how you progress through the game. It just has that Breath of the Wild feel to it. And it adds mm-hmm. so much depth to the story. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, before I go over to Barry, because I know he mastered it, uh, JP, how much do you play? 
So you played about 15, 16 hours. I played oh. about 15, 16 minutes. Um, <laughs> I had, so I'm going to preface with, I had every intention last night since we decided to record uh, Saturday morning, I was going to play it Friday night. And mm-hmm. I also needed to play our second game that we'll go into later. So I played the other game first and ended up playing that longer than I, I meant to. And then when I got to Hyrule Warriors, I was already in bed. My daughter would not sleep in her bed anymore. So she had to come into hours. And it was like 1.30, and I'm like, all right, time to play Hyrule Warriors. And I played through the opening movie. Um, the little guardian jumps into the portal. I'm as Link, you know, fighting off uh, in the beginning. I'm still in that level fighting everybody, trying to get to, what, the three towers or something? I think there's three points in the first level that you have to defend. Outposts. Uh, what? They're outposts. Outposts. So I, I went to one outpost so far. Um, he didn't even play through the demo part yet. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> It was not my intent to play so little. Like, I really had anticipated playing this at, like, 11 all the way through, like, 2 in the morning and getting, like, a good amount in, or initial good amount. But our other game kind of captivated JP, me. JP, JP, you literally could have just downloaded the demo and played it because your safe carries over, too. Can I, can I just say, though, that my initial thoughts is that it's funny that for not being a, you know, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, it really feels like it, it really captured breath of the wild like perfectly like um outside of the fighting i mean to me it was just like wow i feel like i'm just playing an extension of, of breath of the wild mm-hmm. um and you know i'm i'm really short into this like i don't know anything yet i've probably ended up reading more spoilers than i want to in in our comments that we got from our listeners on on social media that we'll read in a little <laughs> bit but no i mean i really love breath of the wild it's one of the few zelda games that i've ever beaten so you know playing that with the two DLCs on the Switch. So when this got announced, I was excited to go back into that world. And I do plan on playing it. It's in my my short list now to actually complete and especially beat it before Breath of the Wild 2 comes out eventually. But yeah, I, I, uh, I'm i still a little in the early stages. I think the credits are still rolling. A, a, a little in the early <laughs> <laughs> You haven't even started the game. It's great, though. Um, at least you played it, though, damn it. Um, I can say I played I did some cool special moves. I threw a bomb. I hit people with arrows. I um, yeah. I, uh, I feel like I'm a master already. You're already a master. You've already beaten it. Um, <laughs> ironically, though, the one thing that this game to me is a little different than the other, like Dynasty Warriors, is mm-hmm. there's some characters that I literally probably will never play as again. Um, mm-hmm. Like the giant creepy fairies that just like scoot around in a flower, and like I, I got no reason to play for, as the great fairies. I don't really like them. Um, there's a bunch of characters like that that are like all the the main characters are awesome. Even Impa, who's like full size now and not tiny, mm-hmm. um, she's awesome to play as. She can multiply herself infinite times, like Naruto. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous, actually. But um, like that that's awesome. But then there's other characters that are missed that they added that just aren't as as fun. Um, I did like playing as big old Hestu, the co- giant Korok guy, because he can like bring infinite Koroks all around and they all just like attack everything. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I just unlocked Barry, uh, Maz, the, the big, oh, yeah. yeah, the Sheikah guy. Um, that was part of the DLC for breath of the wild. I just unlocked him through a mission. I had to fight like Lionel's over and over again to get like two or three Lionel contracts. Cause as you beat the bigger enemies, you get contracts. Um, yep. I was, 
I literally, everything that you, at the point where I'm at, everything that you want to unlock requires like Lionel or Hynix or Hinox contracts. So like I kept on having to go back and refight them. So I had to repeat a couple missions, which I'm not a big fan of just repeating stuff, just to unlock things. Um, mm-hmm. Especially when there's so much other stuff to do. And of course I've been knee deep in premium edition production. So like I've been doing missions and stuff in between working on physical things. Um, so Barry, since you've, uh, played the most out of all of us, like how much did yeah. you play? I hundred percent did. Yeah. Uh, how many hours love, did that take you? <laughs> I love Zelda. And this is one of those things where like the first Hyrule Warriors, I play, I beat the story and I was working on the adventure map because when I was playing it, there was only the one adventure map and I had the guide and the you know, physical guide. I'm sitting there, you know, using it. It was, it was very complicated. Like each area you had to like to unlock the special item you had to use a certain character with a certain difficulty with a certain weapon and beat it in a certain amount of time and if you weren't powerful enough you had to level up and grind and it, it was very time consuming and while i enjoyed it uh i eventually stopped and i never played the 3ds or the switch version because they added more maps and i knew it was more like that it was very it was very in-depth but it was also very time consuming and it wasn't very accessible mm-hmm. so going into this i'm like i'm not doing that again like if that's the same i'm just gonna play through the story and i was very pleasantly surprised to see it's not like this in fact i think this game is 100 percent accessible because all the missions do appear right on the map um some of them have you are required to you know use a certain character but there's really no time restrictions like they may have beat this in five minutes but it's not like this mission can go on forever and if you have to beat it in five minutes to unlock the special thing, like you could take 10, 20, 30 minutes, whatever you need to beat it and still, mm-hmm. it still counts, which I like. Um, Except for those damn hair with missions. I freaking hate those. <laughs> oh, we'll see those, those, those hair with missions are ones where you can't get hit. You hit, you die. Yes. However, however and here's the, however, there checkpoints. were checkpoints, checkpoints Thank God for the checkpoints. If the checkpoints weren't there, I probably wouldn't have beaten those. Those ch- I've only like, done two of them so far, and the second one was pissing me off so many times. The third one has a Lionel in it. Oh, son of a bitch. But but again, there's, there's checkpoints. Um, the checkpoints are the saving grace of those missions. But I didn't find it as grindy as I expected to, because like where you are, Jeff, um, definitely, if you want to unlock everything as you go, um, you will be 100% be grinding. Uh, around your area, around Chapter 4 or 5, is when I decided, you know what, screw it. I'm mainly going to focus on the story. So I did. I focused through the story, the seven chapters. When I beat the story, everything opened up, and then I had a map filled with things to do. And now I didn't feel as grindy because a lot of the stuff I could farm in new missions. So I was doing new missions while getting items at the same time. And by the very, very end, there was a few things where it's like, oh, I need like two more Lionel horns. Let me go back to this really early mission that has a Lionel and just destroy it. And it took like a minute and a half. So I didn't really, you know, bother me that much. Mm-hmm. Um, the gameplay is fantastic. The characters, I think, are great. There are some additional characters, like you mentioned the Great Fairy. They're hidden characters. They are not needed. <clears throat> I think there's only one mission you have to do with Great Fairies, which is their training. Because every character has a training mission. <clears throat> Otherwise, you don't actually have to ever use them. Um, which I like. I like that you're not forced to use every character, and a lot of missions allow you to pick the character you want. So um, you can choose how you want to do it. The uh, the thing that I see a lot of people complain about, <clears throat> and I'm okay with it, but I understand why people are upset about it, is the marketing. They marketed this game as a prequel to Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. 
And it is not a prequel to Breath of the Wild. It is half a prequel to Breath of the Wild. And uh, I'm not going to say more to avoid spoilers, hmm. but Jeff, you're you're at that point now where where it's it pretty much stops being a Breath of the Wild prequel, uh, hmm. and and you'll see what I mean by that. And okay, and I like I, I like it because I enjoy outside the box things, but I understand people who were looking for that prequel. They didn't exactly get what they wanted. That being said, even when you beat the game, there's more to do. There's two uh, additional characters to unlock that you can only unlock after you beat the game. There's a ton of missions. There's a ton of rewards. And the final reward, which I think is really cool, when you complete everything in every region, you get the Hyrule Warriors costume for Link, the original Hyrule Warriors with the blue scarf. Uh, I think that's just a nice little throwback. And again, the costumes are... because you know, cosmetic. They don't really do anything. Like the Zora armor says it helps you swim, but there's no swimming in the game. It's merely cosmetic. <laughs> um, but I like that they, they threw that in there as a nice little bonus uh, for those that like that costume. My only thing about it is once you get it, there's not much to do other than just farm until DLC, which which I didn't bother. But yeah. I would say there's enough content in this. If you, if you get addicted, if you really just enjoy unlocking things, if you enjoy the gameplay... Um, there's enough content in this to last you plenty of time and well worth the money. And the polish, the amount of polish and the music and everything, like you can tell Nintendo helped them with this. Although what's funny is Nintendo didn't actually publish this. This is published by Tecmo Koi. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's in the same vein as like Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Like that was published by Atlas, but it's a Nintendo game. Right. Uh, this is very much a Nintendo game. And don't don't forget, Barry. You actually get to play as Calamity Ganon in this. Well, game. I was I wasn't gonna spoil it, but yes, it's that's one. in it's in the screenshot on the uh, the thumbnail for the episode, oh, Barry. Well, that, that is one of, <laughs> one of the extra unlockable characters you could do at the end, uh, and and to unlock them, you, you, it does take uh, a, a considerable amount of missions to do, and, and it then, takes the liberties with the story, I would assume, because there's no Calamity Ganon that looks like this. That's in the original game. <laughs> That's part of the story you have to see. Yeah, and that's—I mean—and that's classic Dynasty Wars. They always take liberties with the source material. It's like we had Linkle in the first Hyrule Warriors. Yes, yes. Well, we Barry, had, how many how many hours did you put in for a hundred percent completion? Um, that, yeah, Barry. I'm like, trying to think. Guesstimate. I, I, no I, it, it clocked me at sixty, but it oh wasn't. <laughs> but it wasn't really sixty because my father-in-law is in town. So I've been playing while spending time with him, and then he's got dogs. So when they're out, I had to watch the dogs, and the dogs are they're they don't like sit there and sleep. They want to run around and see them. No, no. So I like leave the game on, and it counts even when you're just like on the map. So I'm gonna say roughly about fifty hours it took me. You spent uh, ten hours uh, just sitting on the map. <laughs> yeah, I literally had ten hours just sitting on the map while talking. Because like I would play, and I'd be in the middle map, and you like turn to me, and you start asking a question. So we just get into a conversation while it's just sitting on the map. Um, so like listen to the background. When, when you switch characters, yes, is, are the other characters can get injured when you're not playing as them? No I one, haven't. No one... I haven't noticed anybody getting hurt or injured like while they're like quote unquote battling by themselves. But they also like don't beat any of the the bosses yeah. or anything. They, they do right. minimal damage. Gotcha. Okay. Like, That's like if, if you have two outposts that you have to capture and you send one to outpost A and, and you run to outpost B, you know, and there's a boss in each, you beat outpost B and you switch to A, your, your other character is completely fine and the boss is maybe at 95% out of 100. Like, they, minimal damage. Gotcha. Okay. 
So you have to play it I, all. I, I think I need to dedicate some time to. I like. I feel like honestly, like I'm gonna play this when Breath of Wild Two date gets announced and we know it's coming. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it just so I could say I played, you know, another chapter. Whether it's you know, 100. percent Easy to play not, one more chapter. There, yeah, there one more are chapter. one more. There are there's seven chapters in the game. There's 20 actual story missions. That's the yeah, number. Okay. There's 20 actual story missions. There's 160. I think 161 bonus smaller missions around the map and wow. 300 and something you know unlock like just click this button you have the materials you instantly unlock it thing so question what uh difficulty mode did you play on i played on the easiest difficulty okay. i did the i played it on normal and it was still super easy i think yeah. i'm doing oh man you know i picked easy now i know i was doing so good in those 15 minutes yeah. <laughs> you're a master jp <laughs> I, play, I play all my games now in the easiest setting just to yep. enjoy yep. um because games are supposed to be fun and i don't need the challenge i'm there for the story i'm there for unlocking and just just having fun with it and if i'm not having fun then i move on but that's what that's the thing i didn't intend to 100 percent this game i had that much fun with it that i didn't mm-hmm. want to stop playing it hmm. and sometimes, it was, that's good yeah. i was gonna say you know sometimes like the muso games are just so perfect when you just need to like unwind a little because it's like you know i just want to fight and it's like the waves of enemies, and there's something satisfying when you're knocking them all back. You're doing cool special attacks, and I really, I mean, you know, from the little I played, I do like it, it, the freedom of, of just running around. Also, and well, then I will like, say the one thing between easy and normal that I noticed because I played the demo in easy, um, the enemies just stand around in easy, whereas in normal they actually attack a little. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they now, move around a little. Is there any? Any benefits to playing on a harder difficulty? Because sometimes you unlock something, a different ending. I don't ending. think so. There's okay. nothing, nothing new. Like it's, it's unlocks everything. Same difficulty. Okay. That's I mean, I'm sure if it was like on PlayStation or Xbox, there'd be an achievement or trophy doing it on different difficulties. Right. But that there's nothing here now. I, I was able to literally get the 100. percent You know, the, the I shared a screenshot on Twitter. Like you, champion of Hyrule. Like you've done everything. Can mm-hmm. complete. Uh, on the easiest difficulty so it's mainly just if you want to steamroll things or if you want more of a challenge that's all up to you but you can change the difficulty at any time and uh, just play mm-hmm. yeah. nice that's awesome so um jp before we move on to what other games we've been playing you said you did a poll right i did do a poll yeah so last night i put up on twitter i actually put two posts one was showing the two games we were going to play and just asking people to comment and then I did one of our traditional polls for Hyrule Warriors, asking if you've played the game or not. Um, I put it up just for a few hours, and obviously it was late at night. But I wrote, have you played Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity? Love it, hate it, indifferent? Comment below, and we'll read them on our next show. So 208 people took part. Um, 18.3% of people said they weren't interested. 38% said they haven't played it. And 43.8% said they have played it. Uh, we had 19 comments, and... I'll preface that there may be spoilers in here, so maybe you want to fast forward a few minutes if you don't want to hear something that could potentially ruin gameplay, but let's just uh, go through uh, some of the comments. So, R. Sundor said, I'm still waiting on my physical copy to start playing. Uh, Drucifer89 said, Before Hyrule Wars was a thing, I remember playing Skyward Sword. At the end of the game, you run through the sacred grounds fighting endless hordes of enemies on your way to Demise, and I thought, they should make a game like this. And then Hyrule Warriors was born. Um, uh, let's see. Carney Voris said, I played the demo. It's just not my play style. It feels too easy just running and gunning through hordes of enemies. Um, Shadow773 said, I beat it today. Who else named the Tiny Guardian? I named him Egbert. Egbert. Um, 
Egbert. He, he literally is like a Baby Yoda cash in. He, he does. He does have an actual name, by the way. BB-8. I'm not gonna say, does have a name. I will yeah. say, you know, in the beginning, you see him because he comes out of the crate, and the first thing I thought is like, oh, this is like the Baby Yoda. This is like the uh, BB-8. Oh my God, the the per- the, car- the droid in Star Wars that kind of uh, like made yeah, the movie. Yeah, BB-8. Yep, BB-8. Okay, so <laughs> Medic Paul once said, literally just yeah. finished all the side missions for the Hyrule Warriors outfit. After 80 hours, safe to say I love it. Oh, see, he took it in 80 hours. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a lot, though. And he probably didn't leave it on for a while. <laughs> he probably didn't. <laughs> um, okay, Haru Haru Haruko uh, said, I adore the original Hyrule Warriors. It is my most played Switch and Wii U game. And to be honest, I wasn't looking forward to Age of Calamity as the severe decrease in scope I felt would really lessen the game overall. While that is true, the game itself is still great, just smaller. Hmm. Okay. Um, PR Togubd said, I only played the demo, didn't care for it. The problem is I only saw combat and no exploration or anything else. Is that all there is to the game? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, main- there, there's exploration in the maps, but it's more combat than anything else. Yeah. Um, X Parrot said, honestly, I'm torn. On one hand, I enjoyed it, the fun characters, the setting, etc., but I don't like the story. The villain, Astor, was totally unremarkable, and I don't like it being a hypothetical scenario. Spoiler! I was under the assumption it was a straight prequel. And then Barry obviously talked about yeah, that. Yeah, and then, yeah, we didn't really talk about Astor, but he kind of reminded me of Aghanim from, like... Uh, Link to the Past. I'm not sure if they've actually, if they explore with who exactly Astor is later, Barry. Mm, um, they kind of talk a little bit about him, but I'm 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 fairly certain that he will be DLC, kind of like the villains from Hyrule Warriors were free DLC. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm expecting him to be a DLC free character, hopefully. Oh, I didn't know if they did like a reveal on like he's actually Clemmy Ganon or something dumb. No, no, no. I'm not going to say yes. They, they didn't, but they... they Go a little bit more into him, but not much. Um, yeah. As for what he said about a hypothetical situation, that is incorrect. Um, so yeah. it's not a hypothetical situation. Ah, Excellent. all right. So you have to play it to really understand that. Um, all right. So Hawkeye <laughs> seventeen said, "Love it so far. Great coming back and revisiting the world and seeing the champions alive and well for the time being. Also, getting to play as them is like a dream come true. It's awesome that we really get to see the power of the divine beasts firsthand." Um, Laughing Corvus said, I really enjoyed the game. I would have liked if Pora and a couple others were playable, maybe future Pora too. But otherwise, I quite enjoyed the game. Heck, I enjoyed it so much, I 100% of the game. The twist after Calamity Awakens caught me off guard in the best ways. Um, Squeevolt said, I'm very interested, but I have to wait until my birthday in February. So I hope he gets that as a gift. Uh, Scott Spar said, indifferent. I'm not sure I understand the appeal of these type of games. Crazy Kuban Zero said, I really enjoyed it. I like how you get to change the events of the Calamity happening and that what-if situation, as in what if the champions, along with Link and Zelda, actually succeeded with defeating Ganon. Uh, Danny156 said, love it. Sikaba GT said, part of my backlog. Yuki Yuki 2 said, we'll have to wait to play, but I'm absolutely going to be playing it. The Geo said, nowhere near as good as the first, feels too easy, and lacks characters. So, first off, thanks to everybody that uh, commented and took part in the poll. Uh, glad to see the feedback. Uh, but, yeah, this is, uh, this is one that I plan on playing. I just got to get to it a little bit more. But it, it sounds fun. It's funny that they say lacks characters. I mean, the, the first game, completely is 29 uh, after all that DLC. This one has 18 total. And, you know, in, in this type of game, more characters honestly just means more grinding because you have to level right. each character up. So yeah. I didn't mind the 
mean. And and I do suspect that there will be DLC. Um, you know, Pora is one that you know I expect an Aster, uh, and there's a couple others that could easily be made DLC. And I hope it follows the original Hyrule Warriors, where that first batch of DLC was free. The 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 three villains were free characters for everybody. Um, so I'm all a fan for free DLC, but I guess we'll see if they're going to do a season pass this time or not. But usually they, they announce it right away, and they didn't. So I don't know. Maybe there's no plans. Are you excited but, that when we have the next Switch, we're going to have the Age of Calamity Definitive Edition? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, that um, Hyrule Warriors did make it into my top 40, though. It the didn't? original Age of Calamity. Age of Calamity did make it into my top 40. Nice. Yeah, so it, it, it replaced uh, Golf Story. Nice. What about yeah. the first Hyrule Warriors? Did that make it? In no, there? no, no, no. Definitely not. Um, yeah, that one I didn't play enough. Um, but yeah, so that's been um, it was a crazy fun time playing that game. And I will say we'll, we'll go with what else we've been playing without uh, Barry spoiling what we're going to play uh, for our next game after yeah. Old School Musical. <laughs> yes, we should definitely um, talk about Old School Musical. Yeah, but we'll do that after we talk about the rest of the stuff we've been playing. Um, Let's do it. So I was playing some other stuff. Um, so with uh, we're not going to go over what we've got in because JP gets in like 2 million games and talks like Aww. the Micro Machine Man. Yeah, we're not doing that. We don't, we don't have time on the on the episode. We're already an hour. <laughs> um, but um, I got a crap ton of games for Black Friday, which was cool. One of the games I was playing, though, which I thought would be pretty ironic with um, Retro Mania Wrestling coming out, was I got WWE Battlegrounds in. And I fired it up, and surprisingly, it's mindless fun. It's... Um, it's like just a fighting game. It's not really wrestling per se. I mean, it's definitely pro wrestling, but it's more like you're just beating the crap out of each other. Um, but it's like playing as wrestling versions of the Hasbro figures. Like they're all super deformed. <laughs> and there's a shit ton of characters in the game. I was surprised. Like you have a lot of the legends in there from WWE history. Because they're all super deformed cartoons, they can pretty much use anything WWE has access to. Um, you can create your own characters and stuff, and then there's, um, as you play, though, it has this, it really wants you to, like, buy all the characters or some crap with real money, and I'm like, no. Um, but (laughs) fortunately, if you play the game, you get, like, experience or points or whatever, and the points get you coins, and those coins, if you get, like, 6,000 coins, you can unlock some characters, like, 3,000, 6,000, 9,000, and 12,000 unlock different levels of characters. So, like, I got 12,000, I unlocked Goldberg. Um, (laughs) so I could play as Goldberg and destroy people with spears. Um, (laughs) but there's a whole story mode where you play through, which is weird, because, like... There's a battlefields mode where you can pl- battlegrounds mode where you play as your created characters and you can un- level them up because your stats are at like 60 out of 100 when you create a new character, which sucks because you get mauled and beat up. Um, but if you play battlegrounds mode, you can un- unlock abilities. And then mm-hmm. the story mode, you play as rando characters they created for battlegrounds. So like you're this crazy in the second chapter that I'm in, you're I'm playing as a gator wrestler guy. Like, not a real wrestler, just some random dude they created for the game. And, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin's going around the world looking for characters or something. That's the story. But it's all done in comic book panels, which is pretty cool. And when you press the R button, it, like, zooms into each panel, and you can read them. And then it goes to the game, and then you just play it. 
Um, honestly, it's not in depth though. The the combat is weird. Um, really, you're like only doing a couple moves at a time. There's different levels of moves and stuff, but it's really basic. But good for pick up and play. I enjoyed it a little bit. I've only put in a couple hours, but it's good for pick up and play. Um, I may not play it too much more, but it was fun. Definitely worth the. Uh, I think it was on sale for Black Friday for a super cheap price. So. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stuff that I got from Best Buy, and I have to go back and pick up something else, which sucks. Um, so I was playing that, and then um, the other thing I did, which I thought was super cool, um, I don't know if you both realize, but with the Xbox Series X, it can emulate RetroArch legitimately, which means you can play all original retro games all the way up to PS1, GameCube, Wii on your xbox series x mm-hmm. is that that's hacking it or no no like xbox allows you to to do it so it's weird but i don't have an xbox series x i have an xbox one i don't even have the x i just have an xbox one um so what you do is you buy this developer mode um you do developer mode on the xbox which is a legitimate thing you have to spend twenty dollars and then you can be a developer on the xbox which allows you to sideload applications in a different mode on the xbox so you like switch over to developer mode you can't play your normal xbox games but you play developer mode and then um you can you can load retroarch and when you load retroarch you can play all the retro games so i was playing super metroid um, I was playing Metal Slug X on the PlayStation 1. I was playing... Um, what was the other game that I was... I was playing uh, on the GameCube. I was playing a GameCube game on there. I think it was Zelda um, Four Swords Adventures on Xbox One. That's um, so cool. The Xbox hmm. Series X has so much more powerful that apparently it runs PS2 games pretty good. Um, not flawlessly yet, but... Because um, it's gotten some traction on a bunch of YouTube channels now, they're starting to really like create and refine things, and they're optimizing things now for the Xbox. Because it was only as good as people make it, um, but it's a legitimate way to play. You can play PSP on it. You can play everything. So ironically, the Xbox Series X can play PS2 faster than the PS4. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, but I was messing around with that a little bit over the week. Um, again, in between doing stuff for Premium Edition, I got to, you know, get my mind right. Um, so I got that working. But then I switched back over and I looked at Game Pass and I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi Order. I think that's what it's called. Well, Order, I think it is. Jedi Fallen huh? Order. Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order is free. So I started that up and my goodness, that game is amazing. It's like playing a damn Star Wars movie. Um, like really cool. So I was playing that for like a little bit too, but yeah, that's about what I've been playing this week. Of course, I played a lot of Hyrule Warriors, though that was the major thing that I played. Um, JP, did you play anything outside of the fifteen minutes you put into uh, Hyrule Wars? Uh, heck yeah, I did. And our um, game of the episode. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but my son has officially become a gamer now. Yes. Than, I think I've officially uh, become well, a parent because I'm literally well, like, it's time to put down the switch. We gotta go. <laughs> Wait, I think you were a parent before that, JP. I'm just saying. I don't. What? <laughs> you said you think that you finally officially became a parent. I think you were officially a parent when your son was born. I'm just I saying. Mean, now I I'm like in a drug game or something. Parent. You need to sleep the whole time. I, I put in quotes adult parent because now I got to tell my kid to stop playing video games. And Shanna looks at me going like, what did you just say? And I'm Pop like, listen, 
I feel I feel dirty with the words coming out of my mouth, but it's like nine o'clock and he's five. He needs to go to bed. He has school next day. But uh, no, he like I, I think I mentioned on the previous episode, he recently fell in love with Mario, like hardcore fell in love to the point where like months ago, I know he knows who he was, but he had never played a game. But then he really discovered the uh, NES and the SNES online app on the Switch. So, you know, I, it started off with him giving me the Switch to, like, get through, like, level one on Mario or Mario 3. And it's now at the point where he's just playing it on his own and just, like, crushing the levels better than I ever could. And it's amazing watching him develop because, like, Mario's literally teaching him how to play video games really well, like the platformer style. So with they that said... Us all. Yeah, exactly. And I love... I, I absolutely love, like, I feel like in our house, we still kind of raise as if we're in the 90s. Like, we have that kind of parenting style. But it's also the games. Like, he's literally learning to play games through the games that I played. It's not that he's playing the modern, you know, in quotes again, like, modern games on, like, with the shiniest graphics. Like, he's literally playing the games that I was playing in front of my tube TV growing up, and he's loving it. And I feel like he's really getting that appreciation uh, for the games. So with that said, you know, we played through the first Mario, the third one, World... Um, just recently, we beat Luigi's Mansion 3, which I had never played a Luigi's Mansion game before. I had no intention of playing it on the Switch. And I, I somehow just made an offhanded comment that, oh, yeah, there's a game with Luigi where he sucks up ghosts. And he's like, can we play it? And we beat it. It took us like, the Switch says like over 15 hours. But we beat the game. And then that was last weekend. So we beat the game. I immediately popped in Super Mario. Wait, the, wait, Barry. Does this mm-hmm. show me that like JP literally never plays games for the playcast? Because we had an episode on Luigi's Mansion. I, yeah, I was off was at that there. time. He was off. I was, I was oh, there. Oh, that makes sense. JP was sleeping. <laughs> he was that in was hibernation. Issue, yes. Um. So last weekend we beat Luigi's Mansion three, and then I mentioned that there was a there's Mario cartoon. So I popped in the DVDs for Mario three. Watched like six episodes. And then I told him about Odyssey, and he was like, I want to throw the hat and turn into a dinosaur. So last weekend we started. Last night we finished off New Donk City, and we are in the ice, yeah, the ice world, unlocking the, getting the power moons to unlock the portal to get to the race. Um, but we're having a complete blast with that game. And, you know, he even got his first power moon the other day. So he's starting to, like, now ask me for the controller, and, and he's trying to do it himself more. But it's his first. 3D, yeah, it's the official Mario game that he's playing. And again, I'm loving it. I'm probably loving it more the second time around now, playing it with him. But that's really what the focus has been outside of our two games for the playcast is I've just been playing Odyssey with him, and it's been super fun. That's oh, awesome. and I'm sorry. One more is there was an eShop game that recently came out from Ripstone Games called Pure Pool. So it's a billiards game. Um, I did a giveaway with them, so they gave me a code as a thank you. And it was on my on the de- you know on the main screen, and Joshua was like, "Oh, what's that?" And now he plays billiards. Maya plays billiards, and we love like that is a fantastic just pick up and play game. Uh, it's probably the best billiards game on the Switch. I wish there was a physical because there's a lot to do in it, but it's so easy for him uh, because the controls are so simple. And when we're done with Mario, we just jump into a uh, pure pool and play a little uh, billiards. So I'm I'm developing a little hustler for the future. <laughs> we're not surprised yeah so that's 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 what i've been playing i bought a lot but that's what i've been playing and uh it's been fun i uh it's definitely fun playing with him it's a whole whole new experience of of appreciating video games for me now that's awesome so I mean, Barry, what about you same stuff that i was doing i'm playing games with london too it's great yep 
Yeah, I, I can't join in on that just yet, but uh, one day. One day. Uh, like like Jeff, I, I got a bunch of crap from Black Friday sales, including mm-hmm. Jedi Fallen Order that was on sale. Um, so I finally picked that up for PS4, but haven't started it yet. Um, on the Switch, the uh, outside of Hyrule Warriors, the only other thing I've really done, and, and the game of the episode, uh, was uh, was uh, Animal Crossing. Did like the the Turkey Day event and. You know, the new month, so new fish and bugs and all that. Uh, still having fun with it. They added new items, and they're, they're, they're just keep chugging along. So I'm still enjoying it, but only in bits. Uh, my main focus, though, was uh, on the PS5, because I never got to play a game from 2018 called Spider-Man. I heard good things. I liked <laughs> Insomniac. So I did Spider-Man Remastered with the DLC, and uh, then Spider-Man Miles Morales. And I've like fallen in love with that version of Spider-Man, like that that universe, because it's his own little universe, and I love the MCU and all. But it's really cool to see what they've done, and they have like little teasers at the end of Spider-Man and Miles Morales, and they're kind of like leading into whatever the next game's going to be. But it is so cool to just play and, and swing around the city. And what's funny is because my father-in-law is in town, normally we go to the city and because of COVID we're not. And uh, I was able to like, we well, can go to the city this way. So he's like watching me play Spider-Man and I'm like taking him around. Here's Radio City and here's the Empire State Building and here's Central Park. And he's just getting a kick out of watching that because it's, it's so realistic. Uh, and they did such a great job um, on recreating the city. Uh, and it's it's something I do recommend if you like superhero games, if you like action games, if you like you know exploratory. There is a ton of collectibles. I did not go for them. I just did the stories. There's a crap ton of collectibles and challenges to do. So that's also a very big game. I would love it to come to Switch. That's never happening because Sony published it. But um, it, it definitely is worth your time on the PS4 or PS5, depending on what you get. Um, but that's really between that and Hyrule Wars. And then I will mention the 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 game we will be playing for a f- the, the uh, no. future. I can't, you can't even say the name of the game? Not yet. Don't don't play your Fine. hand yet, Barry. Fine. Fine. Cheater. Nothing. I'm doing nothing. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Little cheater. <laughs> cheater. <laughs> oh. uh, so, yeah, that's, that's what I've been playing. Cool. That's awesome. <laughs> Should we uh, talk about some OSM now, which is yes. technically yes, the game people have been waiting for for a <laughs> long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the uh, the game we're talking about is called Old School Musical. Um, and basically what it is is there's um, it's kind of a rhythm-based action game where you have two different characters that kind of walk along the map and you press buttons uh, to, the, to the beat, which is really cool. Um so basically, based off Metacritic, it says it has 50 amazing tri- chiptune t- uh, tracks, a loony story mode, 32 different chicken types to fight, um, <laughs> and takes you on a tour of your favorite retro games. Um, Tib and Rob are the heroes of a wacky adventure that will teach them where all of the bugs in our favorite video games come from. Um, have you ever played a rhythm game before? Well, this is like that, but much better. <laughs> <laughs> With each note, you're responsible for the success of our two heroes' quest. Swing your sword and shoot with your spacecraft to the beat of chiptune tracks from Dubmood, um, Zubatom, Hello World, Yaponeko, and Le Plankton. Um, so basically, there's a lot of cool chiptune 
music that takes inspiration from a lot of retro-style games. Um, the cool thing about the game is that as you play through, it, it does like a Zelda world, or a Metal Gear, Metal Gear world, or a shoot-em-up world, and you like play through level by level, taking inspiration from all different games throughout the history of video games. Um, and there's a holistic story that unfolds as you play, which is really cool. Um, does a lot of tropes, a lot of fun stuff. I ended up, um, playing it uh, a long time ago when we first made it the game and beat the, um, whole story mode, which didn't take that long, like maybe a couple hours. And then, um, there's a whole, like, there's even more songs and stuff outside of that that you can continue to play. It just doesn't have, like, the new, like, graphics and stuff, but it's a really cool game. I enjoyed it. It's not a whole lot of different, like, million different button presses all at the same time. It's pretty simplistic for a rhythm game, which I like. Very streamlined. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so JP, how much did you play? Yeah, so this I actually... So initially when... Even before we talked about playing this, I... It was like a Friday night. I, I, really, I want to try it. So I only played the first two levels, which are really the training levels when you're still on the island with Mother. And then I had put it down. So obviously when... It was time for the playcast. I was like, all right, I need to really jump into this again. And I ended up going through. Um, so you leave you leave your island when the glitches start. And mm-hmm. the first world was the Mega Man slash Ninja Turtles world, which I did. Um, mm-hmm. Awesome music. I, I, I took a video and posted it last night because the music just got me. Like the first thing I thought of when I'm playing in the Ninja Turtle sewers level and you turn into turtles and they're making like the fun jokes through the dialogue. I'm like, where's this? Where's the soundtrack for this? And they don't have one. It's only available online, like digitally, but the music is just amazing. Like that's what got me. And the dialogue is so funny between them. The amount of parody that they do for all these games, and and there's so many worlds to visit with essentially two stages in each world. Uh, so you know, I, I talked about you go into the first world and you turn into Mega Man characters, and then you jump into the sewers, you turn into Ninja Turtles. The next world you go into, it's Metal Gear. And I don't know what the second... See, I don't even know all the references, but I don't know what the second one was um, in that because I don't think it was Metal Gear still. But after that, you go into an outrun and you're racing. And there's so many worlds because you... Essentially, like, your main hub is the ship. So you can jump into planets as you... You know, you beat one world, you go, you get access to the next one. And there's so many of them. Like, when you're, you know, when you're walking left to right on the ship, you see the portals and there's just so many of them. And... I'm so early in the game, but I'm having an absolute blast. I, I think it's hilarious. I think the music is just, it's its obviously what one of the pieces that makes the game. I like rhythm-based games. It reminds me of Elite Beat Agent, where, you know, things are happening as you're playing. The one thing I, I, I don't like is that sometimes I just can't watch what the characters are doing because I'm trying to, you know, hit all the beats. So I... I don't know if there's a way to just watch it later on and not have to play it. Record it, JP. Yeah, that too. Um, but other than that, I mean, I'm going to say it now. As I was as I was playing through the early levels, the first thing that popped in my mind is that this is reminding me of when I played uh, Yoku's Island Express. Like, to me, this is becoming a hidden gem for me because right. I just didn't realize how fun it was. So immediately, you know, I post that I'm playing it now. I showed 30 seconds with some of the catchy music and whatnot. And I go to Super Rare Games because they did the physical for this. Yes, they did. They only did, four, they only did 4,000 copies, and they still have it in stock. And the first thing I posted, I'm like, I don't understand how this is still in stock because this is such a good game. Do you know what my theory um, is, JP? 
What? The weird marketing for this game. So I remember seeing this one, and I'm like, they showed their picture, and I'm like, what the heck is this? There's some dude with his shirt yeah. off with a gut, and I'm like, why is... Yeah. Okay, this is a weird game. And I didn't pre-order it for a while. And then I think it was, like, later on, I was like, okay, let me just get it. Um, yeah. But, like, there's not a manual in it. It's actually just a little art book that's inside of yeah. it as a manual. Um, so it's... And then, yeah, the cards are are cool, but, like, it literally just doesn't pop aesthetically and i think that's why it didn't sell out because you can't really tell you like you see the cool art it looks japanesey and you see a a chicken on the front with a crown and you know some characters but like there's no retro aesthetic to it and the game is a complete 16-bit like link to the past style game yeah yeah i pulled the case just now and and you're right like you see the back and you see the retro aesthetic (laughs) yeah i um I am very sad because this game fully deserved a physical CD. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I like I, you know, I, I buy all the releases. I love super rare games, so I would have bought it regardless. But now playing it, the first thing I want to do is like just grab the CD and put it in my car. Cause some of the the music that I've listened to so far is so catchy, and I mean, it, it reminds me now of um, of what is that racing game? Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a complete blank. It's a uh, complete blank. Yeah, the, the 90s-style uh, racing game, Cruising? PM Studios. No, PM Studios put it out. Someone help Horizon. me out. Horizon. Horizon Chase Turbo. <laughs> well, there's like actually that. a level that they drive based off of the original game that Horizon oh, Chase right. Turbo is based off of. Right. So that's where I am right now. So I'm, I'm doing... I, I just actually... I just beat, you know, that Hard level. driving, maybe, JP? No, but, no, you haven't played it? Hard driving? Oh, is it hard driving? I played that in the past. I've heard of it at least. Um, but anyway, um, no, like this, the music is fantastic. Like I, I hope at some point we do get like a physical CD. But yeah, I um, I remember a lot of people just like, you know, it got announced as the physical and I saw a lot of uh, like negative reactions that it didn't look good and, and things like that. And I don't think people realize what kind of game it is. Like I really don't because it is amazing. Like if you, if you like retro games, like if you literally grew up in the 80s and 90s, there is no reason why you're not playing this game. Even if you're not a fan of like rhythm-based games, like you said, like I'm playing on normal, the rhythm is not that difficult. I, I normally get between 85 and 95 percent completion. Um, so if you have if you have coronation, you can play the game. But the amount of of tribute that they do and the amount of parodies, I mean, the game is amazing. And I'm like I said, I'm so early on that I'm I can't even imagine what else I'm gonna see. But it's so funny. It's such a fun game. The music is fantastic. I'm honestly surprised it's still in stock. I I hope it sells out. But everybody that has grown up playing playing in the 80s and 90s, like literally needs to own this game. Like you would love it. Like I can't say that enough. So that's that's my take on it. I'm gonna Barry. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I I didn't finish it, but I did play around a little bit more than than JP. But (laughs) I I I went into it blind. You know, I knew it was a rhythm game, but that's all I I did, And, Mm -hmm. and I was just taken aback because i didn't know what to expect i was like all right i'm just gonna play this for a few minutes see what it's like because some some rhythm games for me are hit or miss mm-hmm. like i love like the theater rhythm games but the kingdom hearts rhythm game that just came out i played the demo and it just didn't drive with me mm-hmm. so i was like all right mm-hmm. we'll see what this is like and i had no idea there was gonna be the other references and right away you know it shows like the pokemon fighting thing in the first world and i'm oh, like yeah. 
like okay that this, this is clearly pokemon and then it went to mega man and i, I was like, blown up. like i love mega man oh my god this is great and then then when the sewer and i saw the the manhole and i'm like this is gonna go turtles isn't it yep i was like are you no it's not gonna do i'm like yeah it is and we went out and there was turtles i'm like is it gonna be turtles 2 arcade or turtles nes like the original and it was the original i'm like oh, yes. I, love this. Oh, I love this that's it and and i was just taken aback and it's oh, i just wanted to keep going to see what the next level parodied yes paid homage to because i had no idea what to expect and metal gear obviously and outrun and all this and i'm like oh this is so cool uh and the only reason i stopped is pyro warriors kind (laughs) of kind of a you know made me obsessed like i must unlock everything and i got a little addicted to that (laughs) game but i'm going back to old school musical now because it is that good of a game and it's that much fun and it's great for a pick up and play like i'm just going to do a mission you know do a level you can accomplish a level in like five to ten minutes or so Mm -hmm. uh and, and I like that because, like like Jeff alluded to with the Switch, where it's like that p- perfect play quickly and then, you know, move on, like, in between things. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is definitely better than I expected. I I did purchase the, the physical because I, I get all the super rare anyway, but I had no idea what to expect when it was Where you buy like, everything. Oh, I do. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting but i wasn't really interested in it like when when they announced it and now i totally understand why they chose to make this a physical and and i think about the process we've done here at premium where it's like all right what do you guys think we we all play a game and we all say would we like this to be physical or not and this is one of those where i would i would have absolutely said like if this doesn't have a physical what to make it a physical because this is really cool and i think it's even though that it's still a niche title because rhythm is a niche genre. And, you know, while there's tons of us that are nostalgia for the eighties NES style era and the 16 bit era, there's more and more gamers now, more and more kids now that are playing that have no nostalgia for that. They Mm -hmm. grew up with the N64 or the GameCube or the Wii, uh, you know, and, and they have no eight bit 16 doesn't do anything like it does for us. And it's sad because you know, as we get older, we're going to shrink in terms of how many the the demographic is going to enjoy that, and soon you're going to be seeing more nods to you know GameCube, PS2 era stuff versus 8-bit, 16-bit. But this is one of those titles that just it took me by surprise. Very simple, you know, it's only six buttons, and you only use either two or four at a time, depending on if you're doing shoulders or the face buttons, and. Uh, yeah, I, like you, I didn't hit 100% on any of them. Like, I, I would occasionally miss. I don't know if there was lag or I just screwed up. Um, I, I think I only hit been... 100% twice. Twice more than me. Yeah, but, uh, I beat the whole so game, I, too. I would, I would say my only complaint is I almost wanted to record my play session and then rewatch it because yes. there's old stuff going on in the background. And a lot of my misses came from me trying to see, like, the Mega Man or the Turtles yep. or whatever level and see what and the dialogue there's dialogue and i'm like i'm trying to like read and, and do all this at the same time and i'm like it, it is it's like when we did like damage in transit it's like all this happening at the same time really hard to <laughs> focus so i, I almost want to like watch it twice like once to play the rhythm and then another just to see the background and the story unfold but it, it's a lot of fun what about you jeff well i already talked about my playthrough um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but but I would say that um, don't let the marketing and the physical from Super Rare dissuade you from buying this game. Like, once it's gone, people are going to regret it. Like, once, like, it is a really good game. I highly recommend everybody play it for sure. Like, there's no way that we can't, like, talk about this game enough. It's great. I think it was only, like, six bucks or something if you 
if you wanted to get it digitally and you don't want to get the super rare. But but I'm on I'm on their website right now. It's a thirty six dollar game, four thousand mm-hmm. copies made. It, the cart contains all of the DLC. You get the sticker, you know, the manual art, mini art book in the case. You get a trading pack of three of their five cards for that set. Um, it's awesome. I mean, I'm I'm really happy that we chose this as the game. It's now now I'm torn because there's other games that I do I'm in the middle of like personally, like I'm still going through Cobra Kai that I want to finish, and now I have no way. I'm I'm gonna beat it. Oh my god! It is so monotonous. Like no, I am so I, glad that I don't have to play that again because it was so boring. No, I put in the time. I want to see the super special ending by playing. Although I do, I thought JP Miyagi though. YouTube exists. Just watch it. Oh, that's I guess what that's I did because I was like, I'm not putting in any wasting any more time. I just went on YouTube. But anyway, finishing off old school musical, <laughs> I highly, highly, highly recommend picking this one up whether you're digital buy it if you're physical absolutely buy it because it's not going to be around for much longer and it's mm-hmm. such a fun game like i don't think like even us talking about i don't think you realize how much fun you're going to have if you if, if if you've experienced older games in the past you're going to see so much in in like the levels it's awesome so highly recommend it it's in my top games now for sure i just That's love also it a good point the physical comes with all the dlc on the card yeah so Another incentive to get it to get the complete version of the game preserved. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, at sixty. Yeah, so I was just looking at the back of the case. Uh, the, the awesome DLC says Toriana and Mister MV slash Xavier Dang. Okay, but uh, story mode with nineteen nutty levels and there's chickens too in it. I haven't gotten to the chickens yet, chickens. so that should be interesting. Well, there's a whole quick arc. There's guys. a whole arc with chickens. <laughs> so, so, quick question for you guys. Um, what is uh, Tib and Rob? Yep, characters in Old School Musical. No. Do they actually explain like what they are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're characters in Old School Musical. Uh, that the pro- I beat the game, so I know I know exactly. You want to hear the spoiler? No. I, okay, if they explain it, then I'm fine not knowing right now. I'll give you the spoiler. I'll give you a spoil. hint at the spoiler. Mom is not their mom. There you go. Mind Dun. blown. Mom is not their mom. Wow. Mom is right. just We'll keep going. All right. Well, that's old school musical. What are we playing next time? So I will say this is why Barry had to not spoil it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be playing a game called Gods and Monsters. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're, we're playing the next big game release on the Switch, Immortals Phoenix Rising. Um, and ironically, I saw a video review from Wood from Beat'em Ups, and his lead-up to it was, when there wasn't that many games released on the Switch this year, it's great to see, and I'm like, wait, what? Not that many games on the Switch? Like, are you high? Like, there were so thousands of games released this year on the there Switch, physically. There were many AAA titles this year. But. And that's where it is, is like, he said no games, and I'm like, oh, there's million games um yeah triple a though it'll be interesting to see um because the game is supposed to be very similar to breath of the wild i know barry's put some time in no spoilers barry um (laughs) but it's supposed to be very similar to breath of the wild however from the reviews i saw it's like oh no no it's it's much different so we'll talk about how very different it is and um i'll i'll also do a triple comparison because you know the other breath of the wild clone is supposed to be genshin impact which we talked about in a previous episode i haven't played it in like a month or so but um you know that game has the 
Breath of the Wild aesthetics. And I think that's what people aren't used to is people taking the visual aesthetics from Breath of the Wild and make it in their new games. And that's what we're starting to see now is the games where the developers are taking that unique art style from Breath of the Wild and making their game. And I think that's what Immortals does is it does the, the art style. But it's, all, it's its own thing. So it'll be cool to play. I've been wanting to. I haven't bought it yet. I don't think JP's picked it up yet. Um, <laughs> uh, it's arriving today. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I got to go to Best Buy to get another one of my Black Friday games because apparently they come in randomly for pickup. I'm like, really? Um, so I got to pick it up. And it's actually a game that I bought uh, London for Christmas physically. So. Um, nice. Yeah, but that's um, that's our next game, but that's not going to be our next episode. No, it's definitely not our next episode because we're going to play Immortals for a while before we do an episode on it. Um, we're going to do something. It'll be JP's first time, uh, but we're going to do the best and the worst from 2020 for uh, the Switch. And so it'll be our favorite games, the worst games that we played. Also, I would say, Barry, this this time around, we can absolutely talk about our favorite first experience on the Switch, too. So, for example, if it's a game that's an older release, but the first time we played it was this year, I would say we'll make that a separate category. You know, that's actually something that a lot of places don't... T- I'm doing this now for Nintendo fees. I'm starting to put my list together. I'm like, oh, this game should be on the list. Oh, because I enjoyed it from the play because like Evil Land. But it was like, oh, you exactly. know what? That didn't come out this year. And oh, what about... Uh you know, Electronic Super Joy, no, that didn't come out this year. Like A lot of games I played this year. We played some year time. one stuff this year, and I thought that they were really fun experiences, and we should absolutely be able to talk about anything. Yeah. So I would say our, our best from 2020 releases, we'll probably talk first party, we'll probably talk indie, and then we'll talk um, like the worst that we played, bar none, and then we'll talk new experiences too. I think it'll be cool to do all four categories. I'm not really going to do too much quote-unquote research on it i'm just gonna go with what i enjoyed and what i played and not really overthink it i know jp will probably wait till the day of and research i have 2020 has been going on for years i have no idea what i've played this year (laughs) i need to i don't even know what came out this year i literally have to go through my weekly releases just to see everything that's come out this year and this is one thing that i said to jp and barry before we recorded the switch parent app does a monthly like layout of what you played but Mm -hmm. it only goes back i think eight months which sucks because I can't see what I played January, February, March. And then Barry's like, well, you can go back and see the games you played at least. And I'm like, well, my wife bought a new Switch and, or, and stole my Switch. So I had to rebuild everything. So I literally have like a, a black hole of like, well, what the hell did I play from January to April? <laughs> Shit. So I have to look at episode titles and see what we played for the Playcast and try to remember stuff. And um, I do know that one of mine um, will be probably close to my game of the year will be interesting um oh yeah we're doing game of the year as well like our personal game of the years like we did last time as well we're yep. just doing yes best. yeah and going straight to switch yep absolutely personal game of the year um game of 2020 and then you know our favorite new experiences our favorite games all that stuff it'll be fun we doing we doing five again, or are we doing three, or because we have more categories this we got year? more categories let's uh let's try to to keep it down to three yeah top, top three yeah, that's, that's top three is because we got a, a couple extra categories here, and we have an extra person because JP is actually around this year. He's <laughs> not hiding under a rock trying well, to steal games around. from Barry. <laughs> trying to steal games from Barry. <laughs> oh my! Um, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, it's it's a, a crazy thing. 
Um, so yeah, that'll be our next episode. Those is we're going to do the best of 2020. Um, we're over an hour and a half. Did we want to cover anything else, or should well, we just call yeah. her an episode? Because I do have stuff I got to do today with the family. I will say that next week is a very light week, so I can go through that list in two minutes. What I list? Think should of what's coming out. Oh, okay. It's super short. Like finally, okay. we're we're let's hitting a little the, break. Let's do the what's coming out, and then let's uh, wrap right. her up. So here we go. So starting off with this week still, if you didn't know, Shing is getting a Peggy release through Pixel Heart, so it's no longer a Japanese-only physical. What is Shing? Pure... Shing is... Yes, Shing. Yeah, what's S- the game? What kind of game is it? Yeah. You know I'm going to ask this, JP. That's why it's not going to be a two-minute thing, because I, I got to know... The... We're on yeah, a, we're on a podcast. Up. We have to explain to people what games are. <laughs> okay, well, if you don't know... Shing is a video game. It's an immersive beat-em-up combat system. Become a kick-ass ninja and slice some demons in style. Oh, see, that sounds cool. Yeah, and remember, my my head is in a hole throughout the week. Now, now I got to ask as well, is Video Games New York going to get this one? Or yes, is this- most likely, yes, because as of right now, there has not been one Pixel Heart game that they haven't either just, you know, gotten a variant cover with a Peggy cart or done an ESRB so I would say it's probably safe to assume we'll see Shing through Video Games New York in some capacity. Hmm. They just haven't officially announced it yet of how they're doing it. Yeah. So, Barry, you should be okay to wait. I'm waiting. All right. So with that said, on Sunday, December 6th, is your last day to pre-order Cthulhu Saves Christmas from Limited Run. <laughs> on Tuesday, December 8th, we have Ori and the Blind Forest and Ori and the Will of the Wisps retail editions coming out in stores. Yes. Along with Puyo Puyo Tetris 2 launch edition. Um, or it's going to be tough to not be in my top 40. Yeah. And if you did pre order the exclusive I am 8 bit collector's edition, I think they said they may still be trying to ship it out before the end of the year, but I don't think they have a, a release date yet. So um, you may have That's to wait a little for bit. Or, yeah. So then on Friday, December 11th, the Chicken Range bundle is coming out, and that comes with a Joy Con rifle accessory. Oh, great. Uh, More Wii shovelware on the Switch. Yeah. Well, surprisingly, the game itself already came out in the U.S. last week, but the bundle got delayed for some reason. So if you've been holding off on that, it's coming. Um, Then, technically, the official release date was December 4th, but on Amazon, Korg Gadget from Nicholas is going to be shipping. So if you didn't get it from Nicholas's website, uh, Amazon will finally be shipping it this week. In addition, on Friday, another of their games is coming out called Monkey Barrels. Um, Then... You have Space Invaders Forever, the retail edition that only has three of the Space Invader games on it. Uh, if you want the full Space Invaders Invincible collection, you got to go to Strictly Limited Games to get their version. Otherwise, you'll super only expensive get... one. That's still not out yet, though. Nope. No, they haven't shipped it yet. But this one will have just three games on it. And in my weekly release post, I will list all the games that are included, so you'll have that information. Um, and then also. A physical game, so that's a digital code in case, no cartridge. Um, what appears to be a GameStop exclusive is Ninjin Clash of Carrots. Um, I, weirdly enough, this did get a physical in the UK a while ago. Like, Have I mean, you played Ninjin at all? Um, I haven't. I've heard there's a free so. demo available, so you literally you're running to the to, like it's an auto runner, and you just like move up and down and attack. And it gets. Like, complicated <laughs> but it's like it's it's okay it's i mean like play wise it's it's all right okay um so we have that but then there's also one other game uh that's going to be opening up for pre-order 
on Friday at 10 a.m. from Limited Run Games, and that is Rivals of Aether. Mm-hmm. So pre-orders will be opening up at 10. Uh, there will be a regular and a collector's edition, and my weekly release post will show all the items for that. Um, but as of right now... Wait, 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 wait. We, we do need to mention something. Did Limited Run Games spoil a game release at the end of the year on their post yes. on Twitter that we noticed that nobody else in the community noticed and we can so, give it to the Playcast? Yes, give it to the Playcast. On, okay, so let's correct that. Yes, there is technically a spoiler not on their post. If you go to their website, and because it's on their website, this is fair game, you go, they have apparel that they sell, and they're selling a World Tour 2020 hoodie right now. How many and, games do they have on there? Like 30, oh, 60 It's games? a lot. I'm a little concerned because apparently the hoodie may have been taken down right now, but it was up, so technically it's fair to say. Mm-hmm. So with that said, they had a World Tour hoodie for 2020 where they have the list of their titles. On the left-hand side column is all the Switch games. And then, you know, the next three columns after that, I think, was PS4, maybe Vita, and they all say sold out next to it. But if you look carefully on the left-hand side column, you scroll to the bottom, you see Rivals of Aether, but there's one more game underneath it. Mm -hmm. And this is a game that they haven't officially announced, but it's the Dark Crystal. Oh, So it was on there. You know, somebody took screenshots as well. um, (laughs) And... It's there, so whether that's still coming this year, I, I would imagine it's probably going to be their last Switch game. Oh, they're going to uh, announce yeah, it. Their last it'll Switch be a game review. Switch game of the year. And it makes sense because Bonus XP did that game, which they did Stranger Things 3, which we know Limited Run did as well, so it makes sense that they would get Dark Crystal as well. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was there. Uh, people took screenshots, so I'm not making this up. Um, <laughs> but it looks like we can expect that one next, probably like two weeks for a pre-order. So and that's then, a good little, and, little Switch Mini Play cast bonus. Yeah, I will not be posting that on social media, but if you're listening at this point, now you know. Um, But other than that, I mean, uh, it seems like a light week. I don't think we'll see any surprises. Uh, Hopefully not. We need a little break if you're a full set collector. (laughs) Uh, I know I do. Don't don't forget that both of our games are available for pre-order at premiumeditiongames.com. Yes, so if you haven't already, Super Blood Hockey Premium Edition and Pigeon Dev Games Collection Premium Retro and Deluxe are all still available. I put percentages are- available yeah. for us on the website. So yeah, yeah. Um, right. And to let you know, those percentages are based off of the total run. I think there was a little confusion mm-hmm. um, because we had mentioned that there was a thousand left at the time for Super Blood Hockey, with you know an X percentage left. And I think there was a little confusion of what that meant. But that well, and, thousand- and and if you think about it, with a thousand left of a five thousand print run, that's already twenty percent. Mm-hmm. And then we had some sales, so I put down the actual percentage that was left. Yeah, and please, please, if you're not already, you need to be signing up for our newsletter, which you can do right on our website, (laughs) sign up on social media, Discord, all that good stuff, because I think it's safe to say at this point, we have some announcements coming, uh, so you don't want to be missing those. (laughs) We got some big stuff coming. I got cool stuff here to show off that we haven't... We got announcements. Yeah. Once the games are shipping, we'll be announcing the next iterations of games. Like it's yep. gonna be so- twenty. I'm really looking forward to it because, uh, you know, we've raced. We won't belabor this, but we know we know Robot Name Fight is coming in 2021. Mm-hmm. But that's all people know, and I'm really excited that we're finally gonna get to start revealing our 2021 lineup very soon. Because um, that just makes it more fun for us. So exactly. stay tuned. Exactly, and we're still staying to our slow rolling out stuff, which exactly. is great. So uh, where can everybody find us, Jeff? So you can find me on social media, on Facebook, and the Twitter, at Higgins Alley, 
and at Higgins Alley on Instagram. HigginsAlley.com is where you can pick up uh, all the books that are available. You got the Friday 13th Easy Way Guide that has been selling like hotcakes. It's been crazy. As well as Switch Collector Volume 2. If you missed out on the Kickstarter or just don't like Kickstarter, you can pre-order it there on the website. As well as there are only a couple copies of Volume 1 left. Um, pretty soon we may be offering a secret, one of those secret stretch goals up there physically for people as well. Um, Barry? You can find me on Twitter at Hawk Hellfire. You can find me on Facebook and on YouTube at Nintendo Fuse. And as always, you can find me at the Premium Edition Games Discord. JP? Yep. Uh, you can find me at jpswitchmania.com for all your weekly release posts where I go into detail on the games we just talked about and more. On social media, just type in JP Switchmania. You'll find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And then, of course, uh, if you're hanging out with us with Premium Edition, I'm that guy behind Twitter and social media along with Frank the Tank. Uh, so yeah, chat, chat with us there. And again, I can't stress this enough. Make sure you sign up for our newsletter for Premium Edition Games. You do not want to miss the announcements that are coming, because um, let's just say there, there'll be visuals. So stay tuned. <laughs> uh, it, we have a lot of great stuff on the way. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye. Have a good one. <laughs>